Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. So earlier this week, we talked about the Missouri Amateur Golf Championships happening here in the state and how there is some pretty nice young talent in there. Where's the competition stand now? They're at uh, Porto Chima up at uh, a little bit above Lake of the Ozarks, and this is a really tough course. What they had for the first two rounds, which were uh, Tuesday and yesterday, these were the medal qualifying rounds. This is where the top scorers earn their way in. So they cut the field to 64, 64 finalists, and those 64 are teeing off right now as we speak in match play. Now there's a one-round match play. In other words, the field will be cut in half as of today. And then it's two rounds tomorrow, two rounds Saturday, and the two survivors play head-to-head for 36 holes on Sunday for the Missouri State Amateur Championship, among the most coveted prizes in all of golf paint stores, the former amateur champion Tom Watson. The great Tom Watson was a four-time Missouri amateur champion. We have a very storied history in this state of uh, amateur golf, and we're about to uh, find out a little bit about what happens in the 2021. Um, speaking of Missouri, most other colleges across the country are going to be facing quite a big deficit after last year's unattended uh, sports <laughs> activities because, you know, that's a big part of it. And now you've got a bunch of colleges facing budgets for the next fiscal, looking at the picture going, how the hell are we going to pull this off? How the hell is Mizzou going to pull that off? Well, they will. And the, the athletic director, Jim Sterk, up there says, oh, yeah. He said, we're, we're going to have a deficit. The books close, Mike, a week from yesterday, next Wednesday, the last day of June. That's when they close the financial books. And the Missouri Athletic Department is projecting a loss of about 30 to $31 million. That sounds well, it sounds like a lot of money because it is a lot of money, but it's also the situation with virtually every other college in the country, all because of COVID-19. Well, you build up a little, little fund to help offset rainy days like this. They'll make it up this year with much better crowds at the football games and the basketball games where they'll probably have, if not full houses, certainly very good crowds. And that reduction in the deficit will be noticeable next year if there is a deficit they may not now even in good years some of these schools operate in the red and that is part of the ball game that does happen but in missouri's case it'll be alleviated i think in 2021 2022 it's going to be interesting to see how that breaks out but you've got uh, you know i just saw a post from camp randall in wisconsin for example saying they're going to be full capacity this fall so they're going to be finding out ways to make as much money as they can. One of their games will not be at Camp Randall Stadium. This is Wisconsin mm-hmm. you're talking about. That Wisconsin is going to play down at Soldier Field in Chicago, and uh, their opponent will be Notre Dame. Thank you. Oh, That'll my God, that's going to be one little. hell of an attended game. They also have, you might remember, we talked about the one last year up at the Green Bay, at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, where Wisconsin and Notre Dame were going to play. And it, um, What a huge economic boost the whole city of Green Bay, and it got COVIDed out. It's going to be repeated in 2026. That'll be good. A little bit, a uh, little bit of a wait, but uh, better late than never, I suppose. <laughs> Speaking of which, when does the Olympic qualifying in track and field get rolling again? They had two days off, Tuesday and Wednesday. They resumed tonight, uh, Friday, Saturday, and concluded all on Sunday. Tonight's events, when they resume, will be mostly in the field events: the shot put and the discus and the high jump and long jump and things like that, but there is one event that all of us down here in southwest Missouri are really focusing on, and if my schedule's correct on this, it is the last event of the day. 
of the day. Keep in mind, this is out in Eugene, Oregon, and that's a two-hour delay at a specific coast time. But that's the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase. And Nixon, Missouri's Courtney Frerichs is one of the favorites to be in that field. She finished as a qualifier a couple, well, Sunday, Sunday. And now they've had the several days of rest, and she's ready to run again. And we have our fingers crossed. She's an ex-Olympian. She was on the uh, last team that we had in 2016 at Rio. And uh, now she's hoping to be on the Tokyo team, and we really hope she does. Oh, that would be super cool. Um, It's unfortunate you guys can't watch it live while you're doing Ned Talk on Sunday. Well, that would be the finals and the finals tonight. Yeah, yeah. So we could we could see it tonight if I can stay awake. If <laughs> I'll call you and wake you up. If I can stay awake. Kansas City Chiefs announced yesterday we we're going back to training camp at St. Joe. Are you excited? I am. And the first practice date, I thought it was going to be at the end of July, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah, the, it's it's July 28th. I 28th. Yeah. They said initially the 31st, but it's the 28th. And it's going to be free to the public except for certain events. Yeah, there, and, and I guess and also there are certain times where this, the university is going to charge like a parking fee. And it gets a little confusing. But the thing I think that sucks the most is that they all start at 9.15. You can get up there. Come well, oh, Ned, come on, man. That means St. Joe, if I was going to get up there at 9.15, I'm getting up at 4 in the morning. Go. I mean, yes, I do that already. But come on, man. It's Here's Sunday. Here's where you're Blowing the whole opportunity to stay in Kansas that's City? What I, that, that's option two. <laughs> go, go up the night before, go see some jazz, have a couple training sessions, and then wake up hungover and drive to St. Joe the next day. That's what I'm talking about. Also, I would like to mention, though, that there are limited tickets, too. So I think it's like the 7th of July they're going to put them on sale. And then you've got to get reserve them that way for a person, now, I believe. Keep in mind, they are reserved tickets. That is true, but they are free. Yeah. But you do have to make a you reservation. Do. Are you going to take any kind of a bus up? I don't think so, just because logistically it would be very hard to pull that off with a 9.15 start, and I can't bring a busload of people to stay overnight before. That's not going to work. Depends so, on who you're taking up there. Well, I know, but we, we actually, <laughs> when we would do the buses up there, we'd always pick the afternoon one, the afternoon start time, so we could get in the, here in the morning, go up, but... Since it's 9.15, it's, it's going to be really, really tough. But uh, I'm looking at the 8th because I'm going up on the 7th to see old Garth Brooks at Arrowhead. So I'll already be up there Saturday night. So then next day, we're going to training camp. Well, isn't August 8th one of the season ticket days that they have? No, it's the family fun day. That's but but you do have to pay on one of the, that day. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, now, let's talk baseball. Two losses in a row for the big cards. We, I, I, They just can't help themselves, can they? Can't get it together. They just simply cannot get any kind of cohesive attack. They out-hit the Tigers yesterday 7-6. to six. It was a day game at Comerica Park in Detroit. But again, they ran into situations where they gave up way too many key walks. There were seven walks in the game, and John Gant, was responsible for four of them. Cardinals lead the major leagues and walks allowed at 320. And that's just simply too many. That's four and a half walks a game. And you can't win when you're doing that. Anyway, Cardinals had the chances. The Tigers had the better hitting. The Scope kid, Jonathan Scope, is really hitting well. He had a home run in the ball game. And the Tigers win at 6-2. So the Cardinals are now two games under 500. But the silver lining is they are coming home tonight. For a four-game series for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pirates are very beatable. Cardinals, in fact, haven't lost to them this year. Could get a chance this weekend to make up some ground. Then you have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. So despite these losses to the Tigers, who they should have beaten, 
Maybe the Cardinals can get back in the swing of things. They definitely need to do something. Uh, Royals took game one of their series against the Yankees, but unfortunately couldn't hold on in game two. Well, they scored two runs in the ninth inning. The Royals did and took the lead over the Yankees at 5-4. to four. But back come the Yankees, and who delivers the key hit? The key hit, which goes down as a single, but it hit off the top of the wall in right field to drive home the winner. Former Missouri State Bayer, former Springfield Cardinal, and a player the Cardinals traded away, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is one of the top hitters in baseball. He is back in action now after having had some problems with his knee, and he can hit. He hit a 423-foot home run against the Royals the other night. This time he comes up with the key base hit, and it does go down as a single, but it should have been a home, well, if not a home run, certainly a double or a triple. But it comes in the last of the ninth inning, drives in the winning run. Yankees win it by a score of 6-5. to five. They got a chance to take uh, the series, though, against the Yankees because they do play again this afternoon, This right? afternoon, correct. Yeah, so hopefully uh, they can get a dub. Go Royals! Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, NBA playoffs. It is whittling down. Great action last night, wasn't it? I am utterly astounded. Nobody, including moi, thought anything of the Atlanta Hawks. Came in hooker crook through the fifth seed in the tournament. And here, just like they did in Philadelphia, they go into Milwaukee last night and win the series opener. This is the Eastern Conference Championship. Winner of this one goes and plays for the NBA title. Hey, that's big, big time. Now Atlanta leads it one game to none over the Milwaukee Bucks, who are heavily favored, but so are the Philadelphia 76ers. And the Sixers lost to Atlanta. Who leads the way? Boy. Ray Young, this kid is nothing short of outstanding. We've, we've talked a little bit before about when yeah. he was here in Springfield as a high school player from Norman, Oklahoma. Played Glendale. Glendale put a great defensive game on him, held him to 51. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks held him to 48 yeah. last night. 48 points. This kid, he, he's not very big. He, well, he, he isn't by NBA standards. About 6'4", six, 6'5", six, somewhere around there. But, oh, my, is he quick. And he really is knifing through these defenders, shooting so very well. And if he's on his game, watch out. The Hawks are really going to pull some surprises. I was really surprised when I woke up this morning and saw that score. Very, very surprised. But it's game one, and it's a very long series, as we all know, in the NBA playoffs. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.